0: The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan on News Talk.
1: Oink for your sausages, Biggie. Oink, oink. Oh Jesus Christ. Oink for your sausages, Tom. Oink, oink. Hey guys, who the fuck are my kids? What a surprise? Ken doesn't know where his kids are. I'm sorry, it's confidential. From
0: the CEO. Yes. Okay.
1: If this focus group isn't real, I'm gonna take you apart like a human string cheese.
2: Understood. You love me. F*** you. Even though I don't love you.
1: And without Daddy
2: around to protect you, I'm going to eat you all. One by f***ing one.
1: Oh, I'm I'm an adult and I'm important because I work for a man with glasses. Is he a Jew, by the way?
2: Oh, come on. What? It's just a simple, friendly, slightly racist question. It's a bit
0: dry in here. Do you have any jokes? Um,
2: uh, uh, well, let me think. Um, Oh, dry as f***ing dust. Come on. And he gave him a ring. And he made him dress up like his dead wife.
1: Wow, plot twist. Didn't see that coming.
2: Congratulations on
1: 50 years at the top of the biz. I love you, Dad. That was perfect. You want to try one more? If it was perfect, why would I want one more? The truth is that my father
0: is a malignant presence, a bully and a liar, and he was fully personally aware of these events for many years and made efforts to hide and cover up. I love you, but you are not
2: serious people.
0: Yes, fans do not need me to tell them what that was. Uh, some of the best lines, the best moments from Succession to so the final episode, well it has been available since uh, last night, late last night early this morning. Some of you will have watched it. I'm conscious though that lots of you won't. So we are not going to give anything away over the next few minutes, but we are going to talk about the show, the impact it has had, why has it been so popular? Why important? Can it be replicated? And here with me to have that conversation, Brian Lloyd, Movies Editor at entertainment.ie and Anna Bogutskaya, who is the host of the Successionistas, a succession podcast. You're both very welcome to the show. Uh, Brian, so, I mean, uh, it's, it's it's a show about the Roy family and about power struggles within that family to control the family business, but what's it really about? American Decline. I think it's very
1: like uh, the, this la- the last two episodes, I think, have been, if you're watching it, have very similar kind of images between The Godfather and The Godfather Part 2. And that those two films, I think, were about American decline. The idea of like this all-powerful family slowly disintegrating Be through inviting through trying to kind of control the narrative control the power and all the rest of it and yeah I mean I think it's about American decline because like you know Waystar Royco is this all powerful company that's been in existence for however many years it's actually never really I don't think it's ever specified maybe 50 years whatever but you know when Matson talks about buying it, I mean, I think it was two or three episodes pr- uh, previously. He said like it's just a part shop. I'm just buying this to break it up and just to use different parts of it. So, and they're all killing each other to try get you know get a hand on the reins so they can can still control it. But yeah, I mean, it's ultimately about American Decline. That you know they're so focused on killing each other, they're so focused on who's going to be on top that they're they're not recognizing that. It's all going to be, in 20 years, it's all going to be irrelevant, you know? And even, like, the whole thing about the election, that whole episode that was based around the election, again, you know, the fact that it was between an outright fascist and, you know, a Democrat didn't really seem to matter like even when they got him elected and all the rest of it or maybe didn't get him elected you know the whole thing of it was was oh he's a man we can do business with it had nothing to do with the fact that they've just pretty much signed their own debt warrants <laughs> it was just yeah it's fine like you can do business with it because but again in 20 years time is any of that really going to matter like
0: uh, people are frantically trying to recall the, the final scenes in Godfather Part 2 now trying to work yeah, out yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. Whoa, I'm, whoa. Like, I'm not giving it away you know? not, that's not giving it away like, but I mean it's <laughs> just like, yeah. Um, Anna why do you suspect the show show has been such a success.
2: Well, I think it's even broader than that because it's about the ugly, very unappealing side of extreme wealth. You know, we have been going through a period of of extreme you know, recessions and cost of living crisis and a real lack, or a loss of trust in the powers that govern our, our everyday life. And I think this is a global situation, not just specifically uh, an American one. And succession really taps into not just the broken systems of power, but how fundamentally fundamentally unappealing and un- interesting is uh and, and livable almost the life of these extremely wealthy people are. And it's not surprising that the whole kind of Nepo baby discourse has also ar- ar- arisen at the same time a succession has reached the peak of its hype. Because we are questioning why are we looking up and placing our trust and giving our money to these people in positions of power? Why are they there? Mm. And looking behind the curtain at these fictional terrible Nepo babies, terribly inefficient and um, fundamentally broken human beings. It is both deeply entertaining and kind of a way for us to uh, reconcile um, how awful everything is in real life and how terrible it must be also to be in their position too.
0: Uh, Let's talk about those Nepo babies uh, then. You'd imagine (laughs) maybe in in some kind of uh, meeting, concept meeting, where all of this is being spitballed, somebody might have said, do we not need at least one, if not a couple of the characters to be endearing on some level, you know, that people can can have empathy with and identify with. Um, I mean, is the show a testament to the fact that you don't need that? Or actually, are on some level, are we all just kind of horrible and we actually can empathise and identify with some of these, with the Romans and the I- Shivs of this world?
2: I really think we've long gone past the kind of the need to have a likable, a relatable protagonist. You know, these are people who have been coddled from their very birth. You know, they live in a world that most of us will just never even be able to touch. But what it is, a succession is comes on the back of the golden age of television. You know, the great difficult men and difficult women of prestige television. You know, your Mad Men's, your The Wires, your Sopranos, your Nurse Jackie's. So it's building on a on a real legacy and years of us falling in love with characters who are irredeemable and deeply flawed and deeply unlikable. But the writing and the performances are the thing that shines through. So we are able to engage with great characters that are not great human beings.
0: Yeah, I guess Walter White in Breaking Bad wasn't the greatest no. of, of human beings, <laughs> Brian, given his stock and trade. So, I mean, it comes down to the writing then. Does that that, that, that is what makes it a success.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I think what's interesting as well is that when you actually go back and watch this show, like it's not it's not terribly well filmed do you know that kind of way like it doesn't look great like if you were to take like screenshots of it it doesn't necessarily look terribly cinematic at all the rest of it but you can't take your eyes off it and I think a lot of that is the fact that the characters uh, like Anna was saying are so well written they're so well developed I mean compare that with what you see in cinemas and it's like superheroes and it's all very much cut and dry black and white good versus evil and succession because it's so well written never allows you to actually fall in love with any one character just when you think that, you know, like Greg is this really kind of dopey but likable kind of fool, then he does something absolutely reprehensible in the next scene or in the next episode. <laughs> or even Roman when you kind of start to feel a little bit vulnerable you know, he starts to show his vulnerability and you see him breaking down in that episode with the with the funeral or whatever, you kind of start to empathise with him. But then Next scene, he's doing something absolutely, again, reprehensible and all the rest of it. And even Kendall, Shiv, all of them. Like, you're mm. never allowed a moment
0: anytime that Roman's you... my favourite character, though. Why? Uh, because I he's the most self-aware. Yes. You know what I mean? That's he, fair, he, yeah. He, he, he's, he's horrible, but he knows he's horrible. And he knows they're all horrible. He, he I think on some other, accepts that his family are all... Like the dregs of, yeah. uh, of humanity, yeah, and that's a, and yeah. moral vacuums, and the rest of them don't like Kendall. Kind of thinks he's doing God's work on some yeah. level,
1: a hundred percent. And I think, there, sh- yo, sorry,
2: Anna. sorry, Anna. An ele- sorry. No, I was about to agree with you guys because there is an element of self delusion to most of these characters, including Roman, up until a point, and this season has really shown us him becoming really painfully self aware. But yeah, both Shiv, Kendall, every single other character are completely comfortable in their self-delusion, particularly Kendall and Chef, because they do think for most of the series that they are fundamentally good people with good intentions. And it takes them a while to realize, and I don't think Kendall ever does, that they're not. They're selfish, (laughs) self-serving people who just want to benefit themselves and benefit their company. And what's really interesting about these characters as well is that they're not really in pursuit of money. They're already rich. They start rich. They're always going to be rich. That will never change. So what they really want is power and recognition and all of the series is them trying to grasp at a little bit of power and it is fundamentally out of their reach.
0: Yeah, that that is what isn't it's it about, it. isn't it, Brandon? And and then I mean, the psychologists amongst us will be saying, and they want that power because what they really seek is validation from their dad. But
1: it's true though; that's it. I mean, like you, you it talk, is it is true. Like I mean, the whole thing of it is that they are unbelievably wealthy, but emotionally... if he just hug them,
0: if he just give them if all he was a just hug, nice. If he was just like that's <laughs> they it, they just
2: need a hug. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: it.
1: But like I mean, they're unbelievably wealthy, but emotionally poor. Like none of them have the <laughs> actual tools or skills that you and I or everyone else listening to this would take for granted. You know, they have they're just so kind of devoid of parents like even the mother even like the, the English mother like she's so awful like she's just oh I like the bit when like again i go back to the, the funeral episode like when you know Shiv she announces kind of that she's pregnant and doesn't even say that she's pregnant she's like oh I didn't I didn't think that would be for you and it's like how, how empty must their uh, relationship with your own mother that it's that empty like yeah so Who's your favourite character? I like Greg because he's so stupid, like he's he's so, and I identify with him so much. Like he's just like
0: kind of like that is worse.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is Anna. Your that favorite character? Uh, I have to say, I mean, on the one hand, Jerry, because I think oh, yeah. she is very self-aware, extremely efficient. But out of the siblings, uh, I. <laughs> I think Shiv, Siobhan, because she goes through such a horrifying journey throughout the series. You know, she is broken down over and over and over again and keeps convincing herself that she is better than everyone else, even though she's been proven over and over again that she isn't and being humbled and, you know, shown the error of her hubris over and over again. And yet she keeps trying. I genuinely think she's one of the most fascinating characters in the show and in television history.
0: Yeah, Claire, my producer, punched the air when you said Shiv there. So obviously a, a favourite <laughs> of hers as well. Anna, can can you describe the show? I mean, g- given what Brian says about coming like, I mean, uh, the the shooting of it and everything like that, mm. can you describe it as groundbreaking or just really popular? Because there's a difference.
2: Well, that is a great question. Uh, I definitely think it's extremely popular in a way that has captured the public's imagination in a way that rarely things do anymore. Because if you think about it, we, you know, pop culture is so fragmented now between streaming, the cinema, music, social media, you know, books, everything else, everything is competing for our attention. And very rarely does something capture the audience in a way where everyone is talking about it. Millions of people. Just if you go on on Twitter or social media today, pretty much from 4 a.m. last night, everyone was talking about one thing and that was succession so i think the fact that it's become the monoculture for the for the last three seasons at least and definitely for this last uh for this last fourth season mm. that makes it groundbreaking in the way that it has fascinated us and fascinated a cross-section of audiences all around the world um it is exquisite writing i wouldn't call it groundbreaking in the way that you know it's not trying to do anything particularly new it's it's pulling from very classic storytelling it's pulling you know brian referenced the godfather there's a lot of the godfather and and the godfather part two in this season in particular so it's pulling from very classic texts while also being extremely contemporary and one of the things i'd say it's also it's it's using a visual language or updating a visual language about how we film the rich Mm. and how we film wealth which it's it's not pretty, but by design, because their world is not meant to be appealing. And that aesthetically, visually, I do find to be quite smart and... and. You know, yeah, groundbreaking you know, is thing. a big world. Yeah, but it's a, it's a fascinating choice because it would have been so easy to make this a sort of MTB crib style appealing. Yeah. You know, look at them. They're so rich. Even though they're awful, we just want to look at their great furniture. It's not that. They barely spend any time in their houses. They never yeah. eat any food. They never but actually if, enjoy
0: the spoils of being rich. If you want to see morally vacuous people in big houses, selling Sunset as well is, 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 is available <laughs> for people on Netflix. Uh, uh, Brian, I mean, the, the testament to with success is the fact that we're talking about it. Yeah. I remind Terry Wogan is the famous He go on the radio and talk about Dallas from the night yeah. before because everybody had watched it and he knew everybody was talking about it. And this is Almost as close as we've been.
1: I would, say, yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones, obviously, yeah. I think was the last time that there was a show that kind of captured everyone's attention. Even Breaking Bad. I mean, when Breaking Bad was coming up to its end, and I think it didn't have quite the same level. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was brilliant. It was absolutely fantastic. The Sopranos as well. I mean, it definitely has been a lot of the HBO shows. I think they've really have captured a lot of people's attention. But yeah, I mean, the fact that we've been talking about it now for what the last 10, 15 minutes, yeah.
0: and we could go for another fifteen minutes on it doesn't surprise you. We unfortunately can't. So. Our- Brian and Anna, listen, thanks a million for joining us, and thank you both for keeping it between the ditches. No spoilers None. Uh, uh, given away. Though, like I say, people Not frantically trying to think about the Godfather. How did that end? Who was killed? What happened? What boats blew up? Anyway, Brian Lloyd, movie editor at entertainment.ie, and Anna Bogutskaya, who is the host of the Successionistas, a succession podcast. Thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.